you have been told you have high blood pressure and you've been given these pills to take every day, but you're wondering, is there a natural way to lower my blood pressure? Hello, my successful and healthy earthlings, Mihaela Ragush here, naturopath and founder of the Natural Health Podcast. In this episode today, you're going to learn how to naturally lower your blood pressure. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to give you an opportunity to join our health and success oriented community by clicking below and joining the Natural Health Newsletter. Welcome to the Natural Health Podcast, where we bring awareness to sustainable health in the business hustle space. Natural Health Podcast is perfect for the high-performing, business-minded individuals who want to work with their biochemistry to achieve success and optimal health. It's Wednesday, which means it's time for What Would I Do? In today's episode of Natural Podcast, I discuss this week's question. All questions are kept confidential and I read them and answer them as if it was me. Hence why it's called What Would I Do? The information provided is not to be taken as advice and is solely for information purposes only. I'm not here to cure, treat or provide medical advice. I'm here to educate and inform you so you're able to take steps towards optimal health. Please discuss any medical issues or healthcare changes with your healthcare professional. Let's get into today's question. Today's question is a short, simple one. Absolutely love it. I have high blood pressure and would love to know your input on how I'm able to lower my blood pressure naturally. Wow, what a great simple question. I love it. So we can go into and have a look at blood pressure, right? So if we have a look at high blood pressure is an interesting one because it's actually often associated. Let's have a look at it's first actually treated as a disease in its own. However, it is actually... um, because of something else and that is because of your blood vessels affected by inflammation oxidative stress insulin resistant and you name it right it can actually it it causes a lack of blood vessels to adequately dilate due to low nitric oxide levels coupled with structural changes and stiffening of the blood vessels from prolonged vascular inflammation hypertension in turn is linked to serious cardiovascular disease uh, it has been estimated 66% of strokes and 50% of heart disease cases are attributed to hypertension. Um, so what happens, so also commonly with hypertension comes impaired renal health, kidney health. And the reason why is because over time, hypertension can narrow and thicken the blood vessels of the kidneys, causing reduced filtration and a built up of metabolic waste in the blood. Right. In addition to that, also can come impaired vision. So high blood pressure can cause blood vessels in the eyes to burst or bleed, causing blurred or impaired vision or blindness. So blood pressure isn't just blood pressure. It's actually a lot more can go with it. And it's usually connected with something else. It doesn't just come on its own. So when we when we think about blood pressure, we think about someone at, a, at the hospital, at the doctors, measuring our blood pressure with a blood pressure machine. And you think, what is the optimal range? It's very interesting because you've got your systolic and diastolic, right? Systolic is usually higher and diastolic is usually lower. So you get a reading, let's say, sometimes you're reading 132 over 75, right? Is that normal? Well, optimal blood pressure here in Australia is that the systolic range, the higher range is between 105 and 119, and the lower one is between 60 and 80. And then pre-hypertension is anything between the lower one about 120, to 139 and 80 and 89 for diastolic and then it goes into stages of stage one two three and it can even go up to stage three which is severe it means that your top one is over 180 and your lower one is over 110 so that is essentially hypertension high blood pressure it's definitely not something fun to have nor should 
it'd be normal to have high blood pressure. There's a number of reasons how and why it can occur. But the questions that I would have for the individuals uh, that, you know, like yourself that ask this question is, one of the first questions is, do you take medication for this? When did it start becoming high? What happened in your life when your blood pressure started becoming a bit higher than the usual? Do you have access to a blood pressure machine? Do you measure your own blood pressure machine? Because what can actually happen is, um, let's say we're waiting in a room for the doctor. We're sitting there, we're pumping ourselves up because we're in so much pain and we're so anxious. We sit down and it's called white coat syndrome. They measure our blood pressure and it's through the roof. Well, of course it is because we are anxious as and we're stressed out because we have a doctor in front of us and we don't know what they're going to tell us, okay? So essentially, the best time to take blood pressure is when you're, take a few deep breaths, sit down, don't talk about anything, don't laugh, don't talk about anything that's going to bring up emotions, and then measure your blood pressure. Do you know what makes your blood pressure worse, and do you know what makes it better? Another few questions is, are you a smoker? Do you drink alcohol? Are you currently stressed because all these things affect our blood pressure? Is it genetic? The people in your family, your mother, your father, did they have high blood pressure? Do you drink caffeine, uh, coffee, or any drinks that have high caffeine in them? And how often do you have them? Because if we have five, six caffeinated drinks in a day, of course our blood pressure is going to be through the roof. When is your blood pressure the highest? Is it in the morning, in the afternoon, or at night? Do you have sleep apnea? And I bet you you're like, no, I don't have sleep apnea. Ask your partner, do you snore? <laughs> All right. What is your diet like? Do you have insulin resistance? Do you have a little sugar, sugar, sugar in your diet and your blood glucose level is through the roof? Do you have renal disease, kidney issues? Have you been using non-steroid anti-inflammatory drugs for a long period of time because they can assist with high blood pressure assist or whatever you want to call it? Are you on medications? Do you use drugs like cocaine, amphetamines and so forth because these raise our blood pressure? Do you have any food sensitivities? Because interestingly enough, if you have a food sensitivity, it can actually give you high blood pressure. You have toxin exposure. If you've been exposed to toxins, it can also impact your blood pressure. Do you live a sedentary life? And what I mean by that is you get up, you sit on the couch, sit on the couch, you go in the car, you sit, come back, you sit and then you lay. That's it. Do you have depression, anxiety, or any repressed anger, or any emotions? When was the last time you ran a blood test on how your health is going? This is some of the, not all the questions, but these are some of the questions that I would ask myself if I had high blood pressure. Some of the things that I would do to ensure my blood pressure is on point and optimal is I would check my sleep. Ensure my sleep is on point optimal. I'm talking about going to see someone who understands sleep and optimizing your sleep to the best ability. I would check my stress. I would review my stress levels. What are my stress levels like? How can I lower them? I would minimize inflammation, oxidation, and insulin resistance because these are all linked to hypertension. I would support my endothelial function, my vascular reactivity, and restore my nitric oxide. Sounds fancy, I know, but if you talk to the right practitioner, they know exactly what that means and how to do that. I would manage appetite if you're overweight or obese, or even manage the obesity itself, reduce that insulin resistance, and support the adrenals, the good old adrenals, because when our adrenals are not supported, our hypertension is through the roof. Well, 
if if the hypertension comes with salt sensitivity, I would look at reducing salt. I would also check my vitamin D levels because it's important to note that there's a link between vitamin D and magnesium supplementation, right? Um, uh, vitamin D is absolutely key, okay, and so is magnesium. So a number of enzymes involved in vitamin D conversion and actively are magnesium dependent. Therefore, a deficiency of magnesium can independently lead to insufficient vitamin D activity and may interfere with supplemental restoration of vitamin D levels. A co-prescription of magnesium and vitamin D supports the metabolic insulin sensitivity, immune system skeletal health benefits of both supplements. I'm not telling you to take these supplements. I'm saying talk to a healthcare professional and review. Check your vitamin D levels, check your magnesium levels, and then if need be, supplement them together with a healthcare professional. Do you have an MTFA chart genetic polymorphism? What does that mean? I've done a number of videos on this. Please check it out on the Natural Health Podcast. Check your homocysteine levels, your B9, folate, and B12. Check these out. What are these like? If you're at risk of vascular calcification due to atherosclerosis, diabetes, or kidney disease, look into vitamin K. Okay. Then we're talking about coenzyme Q10. I love it. It's shown to independently reduce blood pressure and may reduce the requirement of anti-hypertensive medication. CoQ10 is safe and effective adjunctant treatment for a broad range of cardiovascular disease. Talk to your healthcare professional before you jump onto CoQ10, but definitely something worth you investigating. Magnesium, love magnesium. I spoke about magnesium. Magnesium supports our visodilation, insulin sensitivity, and endothelial nitric oxide functioning, as well as supporting cardiac energy to protect us our cardiovascular system omega-3s fish oils or algae oils or whatever you want to find your omega-3 in are consistently shown to reduce inflammation and support cardiovascular health by maintaining healthy lipid profile blood pressure and protecting our arteries and last point i want to make is never take supplements alone talk to a healthcare professional to make sure you're taking the right supplement at the right time the right dosage prescribed by the right person right ensure that that's all right and then you will hopefully get benefits from your hypertension and it will drop um but yes so i hope that this sheds some light to your question absolutely love love loved your question anyone who may have this uh similar issues please share this with them if you have any questions please feel free to contact me at mahela raguz on instagram and i'll be in touch with you and hopefully be able to answer any questions via the natural health podcast remember to join click below the natural health podcast newsletter the natural health newsletter sent out to you every friday with bonuses specials all of the podcasts that have been featured during the week and even some bonuses, some discount codes just to individuals who subscribe to the newsletter. Sign off and remember the missing link between failure and success is your health. Content and information provided here is opinion of Mahela Raguse and is for information purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. It is not intended to provide medical advice or take the place of medical advice or any current treatment you're undertaking. Consult your own medical professionals for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the Natural Health Podcast. It is advised that you consult your doctor or healthcare professional in relation to any health concerns you may be having. Mahela Raguse does not take responsibility for any health consequences which occur from a person listening, viewing, or reading this content. And in a circumstance, 
circumstances shall the natural podcast Mahela Raguse, any guests or contributors to the natural podcast or any employees, associates or affiliates of Mahela Raguse be responsible for damages arising from the information provided on the natural podcast. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical conditions in either yourself or others. Please note, if you're taking prescription, do not stop your medication or start a new protocol, including but not limited to supplements, diet, lifestyle changes without consulting a doctor or healthcare professional. If you or any person has a medical concern, you should consult with your healthcare provider or seek other professional medical advice. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something that you have read or heard on the natural podcast or in any linked materials. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or emergency services immediately. Neither Mahela Raguse nor the publisher of this context takes responsibility for the possible health consequences of any person or persons reading or listening or following the information in educational content.